Hi, everyone, and welcome to another ICM and Next Collaboration podcast. My name is Rahul Costapinto. I'm an intensivist at the Austin Hospital in Melbourne, Australia, and an ESICM Next committee member. Joining me today is Dr. Joanna Shepard from the Centre for Trauma Sciences at the Queen Mary University of London. We'll be talking about her recent ICM publication entitled Safety and Efficacy of Artesanate Treatment in Severely Injured Patients with Traumatic Hemorrhage, the Top Art Randomised Clinical Trial. Joanna, welcome to the program. Thank you very much for having me, Rahul, and I'm pleased to be here to talk about this trial today. So, Joanna, artesanate would be familiar to most of us as the first-line treatment for severe malaria. What was the rationale for investigating its use in trauma patients with major hemorrhage? And what was your study hypothesis? So um, artesanate is a semi-synthetic derivative of a plant, Artemisin annua, also known as sweet wormwood. And although it's well known as a treatment for severe malaria, it's actually been used in traditional Chinese medicine for thousands of years, uh, more globally as an anti-fever drug, um, before its formal discovery for treatment of malaria in the 1970s. So actually, the pharmacological effects of artesanate extend well beyond eradication of plasmodium, and it's known to have anti-inflammatory and immune-modulatory properties that have been studied in experimental asthma, sepsis, pancreatitis, arthritis, and it's also demonstrated cytotoxicity against cancer cells. So now we also know that trauma induces a sterile inflammatory response within minutes of injury, and that dysregulation of this response places patients at risk of multiple organ dysfunction syndrome and the resultant poor outcomes associated with this. And currently, to our knowledge, there are no known therapeutic agents that are proven to uh, attenuate organ dysfunction in this cohort. So um, Prof Timmerman, who is one of our senior authors and principal investigators of the study and his team, decided to test intravenous artesanate in a well-established preclinical model of hemorrhagic shock in the rat, published in the Annals of Surgery 2017. And what they found was that intravenous artesanate given during the resuscitation phase greatly reduced organ dysfunction caused by hemorrhagic shock. Uh, this included in the kidneys, the liver, the muscle, and also reduced inflammatory infiltrates in the lung as well. On top of this, they identified a potential mechanism of action because they demonstrated artesanate upregulated cell survival pathways and uh, inhibited pro-inflammatory pathways such as those driven by nuclear factor cafeta. And these findings were really exciting because they reflected our work in human transcriptomic studies of whole blood, so blood taken from critically injured trauma patients in the first few hours of injury, and um, those also identify upregulation of pro-inflammatory pathways. And in those with organ dysfunction, there's also evidence that um, pathways involved in cell survival and death are upregulated. So that was very exciting. <clears throat> now, in addition, because artesanate um, has been used worldwide in thousands of critically ill malaria patients, it's got a very well-established safety profile. So we knew it had very few side effects in this cohort. So we did feel that we had a strong rationale for testing artesanate in human trauma patients um, based on the facts that there are no known therapeutic agents to attenuate organ dysfunction. We had good preclinical data to suggest efficacy as well as a potential mechanism of action and a favorable safety profile. 
So going on to our study hypothesis, um, based on our preclinical findings, we hypothesized that artesanate would reduce organ failure in critically injured trauma patients with hemorrhagic shock. Um, but because this was a very early stage study, we did use two-sided hypothesis testing for our efficacy endpoints. And the idea was that if we could detect an efficacy signal in this um, study, then that would justify progression to a larger scale, phase two or phase three trial with more formalized testing of efficacy. That's really clear. Thanks, Joe. And that's a really sound rationale that you've um, that you've described. Can you describe the methodology of your study now in more detail, particularly the study design and the inclusion and exclusion criteria of your major trauma patients? Um, yes. So this was an early phase 2A study um, evaluating the efficacy and safety of intravenous artesanate in trauma hemorrhage. Uh, it was prospective, blinded, placebo-controlled, single-centre, randomised control trial, and it was conducted at the Royal London Hospital Major Trauma Centre in London. Um, patients were randomised to receive either artesanate or placebo in a two-to-one randomization ratio, um, delivered as a single intravenous bolus dose within four hours of injury. So all clinical staff participants and study investigators were blinded to the treatment received, except the study um, investigator who administered the artesanate because they needed to reconstitute it and visually inspect reconstitution. So our primary efficacy objective was to determine if artesanate improved outcomes. And we chose the 48 hour SOFA score as our primary outcome endpoint because we know from previous work that organ dysfunction peaks at day two to three after injury. Uh, we studied our power to detect a two point reduction in the 48 hour SOFA score with an 80% power that would include 105 patients, 70 artesanate, 35 placebo, uh, enrolled into the per protocol population, which was our primary efficacy analysis population. Um, and then our secondary objectives include things like organ dysfunction, length of stay, mortality, other measures um, to look at uh, acute lung injury, acute kidney injury. And our safety endpoint was a serious adverse event rate in the first uh, 28 days. So then looking at the study cohort in terms of exclusion, inclusion, exclusion criteria. So we included all adult trauma patients aged 16 or over who activated the major hemorrhage protocol, either in the pre-hospital setting or on arrival to the emergency department. And at our centre, um, the major hemorrhage protocol is activated if it meets the following criteria, which is a systolic blood pressure of less than 90 uh, with suspected hemorrhage and minimal response to small volume fluid resuscitation. Uh, and of course we needed participant agreement or agreement on behalf of the participant prior to enrollment. In terms of people we excluded, so late activation of the major hemorrhage protocol, so after an hour um, from arrival to the emergency department, or if they were admitted more than two hours after injury, because we really wanted to capture the inflammatory response at an early stage in order to be able to modulate its downstream activity. If we couldn't give the intervention within four hours of injury, uh, patients not expected to survive to reach the 48 hour primary endpoint. So those patients with catastrophic injuries who were dying on arrival to the emergency department. Those with severe traumatic brain injury, uh, pregnant breastfeeding, uh, suspected non-hemorrhagic shock and um, participant patient in another trial uh, of an investigation medicine product. So those are our main exclusion criteria. Okay. I noted um, in the study you describe a parallel group two-stage dosing regimen. Can you explain what this entailed? 
Yes. So in our preclinical studies, we showed that artesanate attenuated organ dysfunction in a dose-dependent manner. So in the preclinical studies, we um, gave artesanate. Initially, it's an intravenous bolus dose of 2.4 milligrams per kilo, which is the standard dosing that's used in malaria. And it was also given at a double dose of 4.8 milligrams per kilo, and that showed greater efficacy uh, in this cohort. Now, there is safety data in humans up to 18 milligrams per kilo um, published. So we therefore decided to conduct our trial in two pre-planned stages. In the first stage, uh, participants received low-dose artesanate, so the standard malaria dose, 2.4 milligrams per kilo, or the equivalent volume of placebo, uh, and they were in, given in a two-to-one randomization ratio for that group. We then conducted a planned blinded interim analysis at the halfway point, which was 52 patients. And provided there were no safety concerns, we would then proceed to the second stage of the trial where we gave a higher dose, 4.8 milligrams per kilo or equivalent placebo um, at the two to one randomization ratio uh, in order to maximize the chance of detecting an efficacy signal. Okay. Um... In that case, can you please share with our listeners what the results of your study were and why, and why the trial was terminated early? Yes, so we enrolled 90 patients before the study was terminated for safety concerns. This included 75 out of the pre-planned 105 per protocol um, cohort. Uh, of those 90, 83% received either artesanate or placebo and were included in the final safety analysis. In terms of participant characteristics, the study cohort was predominantly male, 88%, with a median age of 29, so very reflective of trauma patient populations as a whole. They were severely injured with an average ISS of 22 and um, a base deficit of 6.5. And in our cohort, there was a high proportion of penetrating injury, 51%, and that's reflective of our local population uh, to the major trauma center. It's higher than you would see in comparable units across the world. But um, the most notable thing is when we looked at the subgroups, artesanate versus placebo, the artesanate group were more shocked on admission with a base deficit of nine versus 4.7 in the placebo and a, and a lower GCS, 14 versus 15, which could also be reflective of the greater degree of shock. Then we looked at our safety outcomes um, and the serious adverse event rate was higher in the artesanate arm. So 31% of patients, 17 out of 54, had one or more serious adverse events compared to 17%, five out of 29 in the placebo group. And we look, when we looked at the types of um, adverse events that were occurring, we noticed that in the artesanate arm, this was predominantly due to a higher proportion of um, venous thromboembolic events in the artesanate group. So nine out of 54, 17% of patients experienced one or more venous uh, thromboembolic events compared with 3%, one out of 29 in the placebo group, um, which is part of the reason that this led to the um, early termination of the trial. And I'll talk about that more a bit later. In terms of the efficacy outcomes, there was no difference between artesanate and placebo in the patients that we enrolled. So the average 48 hour so score is 5.5 in the artesanate group versus four in the placebo group, but statistically non-significant. And we didn't really see any major differences in any of our secondary outcome measures, including um, our or other organ dysfunction uh, measure parameters, uh, acute kidney injury, acute lung injury, um, our length of stay and mortality data. 
We did do some post-hoc analysis to adjust for the baseline characteristic imbalances, but this didn't show a treatment effect either. Um, so going a little bit more into why the trial was stopped early. So uh, we had quite a rigorous um, data monitoring committee and they reviewed our safety data after every enrollment of every 15 patients. And at the interim analysis, um, there were 14 recorded serious adverse events of which four were VTEs that occurred in the same treatment group. So our DMC requested a separate analysis of um, VTE and subsequent reports and by the time we got to 90 patients, there was further data supporting an imbalance um, in VTE rates between the group. Um, and that's when they requested a second ad hoc interim analysis, which was undertaken by a trial statistician, um, which confirmed that the increased risk seemed to be in the artesanate arm in this cohort. And although it didn't reach significance, the imbalance 17% versus 3% was considered large enough to be flagged as a potential safety concern. So combined with the fact that our per, per protocol and intention to treat efficacy analysis didn't show any evidence to support superiority of artesanate over placebo, um, and in combination with the safety data, they felt that there was significant, there was sufficient information there to terminate the trial. And our statistician um, very much felt that even if we did reach full recruitment of our cohort, it would be unlikely that, that uh, the SOFA scores would be much different to what we'd already collected so far. Okay, so you, you already alluded to it um, earlier, but what do you think were the reasons for the higher venous thromboembolism rates in the artesanate group? So that's not entirely clear from our study results. Um, we have tried to look at the data as much as possible and have done lots of different analyses, but artesanate has been studied in thousands of critically ill malaria patients and there's not been any prior reporting of VTE as a safety concern. So, um, I mean, potential reasons other than artesanate causing uh, increased VTE rates in this cohort could include that artesanate group was more shocked on admission uh, they also had reduced early thromboprophylaxis rates, 35% uh, uh, in the artesanate group versus 53%. Whether this is related to the fact that they were more shocked and therefore more likely to have a delay in starting their thromboprophylaxis, we're not sure. Um, but both of these things could have increased the re rate of venous thromboembolism in this group. We did do some adjusted analyses to look at these differences, and we didn't find a treatment, effective treatment group on the odds ratio of venous thromboembolism, but the numbers were very small. And also our study was not really powered to detect VT differences between the groups. So it's really difficult to call it one way or another. And I think you would need to do further studies to determine if artesanate actually increases VT in the trauma hemorrhage cohort or if the result is spurious. Okay. So Moving forward, what do you think are the implications of your study findings and the potential role of artesanate as a therapy for multi-organ dysfunction syndrome in major trauma? So I find this a difficult question to answer as there are several reasons that could explain why artesanate didn't demonstrate efficacy in our study. It could simply be that uh, the immunological pathways targeted by artesanate do not alter the course of organ dysfunction in human trauma. But there was quite compelling preclinical evidence, so I do think we need to consider alternative reasons. Um, we used a one-off dose of artesanate in our cohort. Um, artesanate has a short half-life of 30 minutes, and in malaria, it's given on repeated dosing. 
And although we achieved uh, therapeutic levels within um, uh, our patients, it could be that repeat dosing is needed to actually achieve an organ protective effect in humans, potentially. Uh, another reason is that uh, artesanate might not affect the SOFA scores as a measure of organ dysfunction. Uh, the SOFA score has been around for a long time, since the 1990s, but um, it's a rough measure, uh, it's a subjective rough measure of organ dysfunction in some ways. Um, and there may be more uh, better markers of MODs, biochemical markers of organ dysfunction, and perhaps interrogating our biobank data may inform us better on this. Then, um, the other thing is um, our clinical understanding of multiple organ dysfunction syndrome uh, in trauma is evolving. And we now think there are lots of different phenotypes of organ failure with different patient outcomes. So it is conceivable that artesanate may have a role in a specific form of organ dysfunction that we didn't tease out in this study. And then lastly, we should also bear in mind that the study was underpowered. So potentially there could be a treatment benefit. Although when we looked at our confidence intervals, that didn't really support the presence of a clinically meaningful reduction in the SOFA score. Um, so there may still be a role for artesanate, but it's really difficult to appreciate that from the results of our study. Uh, but then going beyond artesanate, I think there are much wider implications of this study, uh, just in terms of demonstrating the feasibility of conducting an early stage randomized control trial of a therapeutic agent that targets the trauma inflammatory response. Uh, it's a challenging study because they're emergency patients, patients are incapacitated, it's a time critical intervention. So there's a lot of logistics in running a trial of this nature in this cohort. And we hope that as the modern analytical methods continue to enable greater understanding of the underlying immune response to critical injury, there'll certainly be scope to identify future potential therapeutic candidates uh, that do effectively modulate the trauma inflammatory response and lead to better outcomes for our patients. Thank you, Joanna. Thank you for um, joining us today on the program and sharing the, the findings of this study and your, your thoughts of the role of artesanate in, um, in major trauma patients. And congratulations on a really well-conducted um, study uh, at the Royal London Hospital. So thank you once again. It's a pleasure. Thank you for having me.